Good morning, savvy listeners. I am glad that you are taking the time to invest in yourself today. Savvy, the business podcast, will show you how your daily habits can create your own platform. One thing that can make this happen, change your habits, change your success. Welcome to Savvy, the business podcast. Good morning, Savvy listeners. We are live today on Savvy, the business podcast. And um, I wanted to be sure that I reach out to everyone here in Houston. I hope that you are safe, you're dry, um, and that you don't have any damage to your homes um, or your vehicles. Um, I just want to be sure everyone is safe. I want to send a shout out to everyone here in Houston uh, with this weather that we've been having. Um, there's sunshine today, so hopefully we will dry out and um, we won't have any more sitting water and it'll slowly start to um, decrease and uh, we can all get dry, get back to a normal week next week. So I just want to send that out real quick to everyone and um, just, you know, be sure that you're okay. So we are live with uh, Ms. Jill Valdez out of Arizona. Um, We are on Facebook Live and Twitter Live. And I want to be sure that everyone knows that about the post I sent out on the gift card giveaway. Uh, You have to watch the video hustle that I did last week. I'm going to ask questions throughout the show about the video, and you are to respond on Twitter using the hashtag KeepItSavvy. Um, As we get close towards the end of the show, I will see what responses we have, and we'll select the winner at that time. So, again, there's going to be a uh, gift card giveaway. You have to have watched the video, Hustle. It's on my YouTube channel. Um, I did it last week instead of a live podcast. I did the video. So hopefully you watched it and that you're going to participate and get that gift card. It's a giveaway. So uh, with no further ado, we're going to get started with the show. Uh, Good morning, Jill, and thank you so much for uh, joining us today. Good morning. It is so great to be here today. I'm glad to hear that you guys are drying out. Yeah, um, I was watching the news this morning, and some people still having some issues, but for the most part, we're drying out, water's going down, freeways are starting to open back up, so we're slowly getting there. Good, good, good. Yeah. So um, you are out of Arizona, correct? I am. I'm in northern Arizona. I'm looking out my window right now, and I see Sedona. It's beautiful up here. It's definitely not the desert that people think about when they think of Arizona. It's mountains and beautiful red rock. In wow. fact, it's 48 degrees this morning. It's very chilly. <laughs> wow. We're still in, I think it's 80s, maybe kissing the 90s right now <laughs> this early. Okay. So, wow. Yeah. This is Houston. I don't know what to tell you. It's Houston. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, tell us a little bit about yourself and how did you get started with what you're doing? Thanks so much. I, my background is that for 17 years I was an executive pastor, and I loved what I was doing. I was helping churches with basically the administration. Um, Mm -hmm. all of the volunteer management, all the ministry management. And that's what I figured I was going to be doing for the rest of my life. But um, in 2016, the church I was at was going through some significant financial struggles. And so I said, well, you know, I'll resign. And I did, but I still needed to get a job. And in doing so, I jumped over to the for-profit sector and what I found was the, the skills that I had, the things that I knew and had learned from all my nonprofit background, 
I expected that in the for-profit sector, they already knew how to run great businesses, how to treat people, and, and had all this stuff figured out about processes and efficiency and effectiveness. And I found right. that there was companies that did not. Mm-hmm. So um, I was working for a company, and uh, my boss was fantastic, and he came to me last year and said, you know, I need to kick you out of the nest. You, I'm being super selfish in keeping you. Um, what you do, you need to be doing for more companies, and so you need to go create your own agency, and I'm going to be your first client, but wow. you need to go. <laughs> wow. So, <laughs> So I was like, okay. Um, and so I did. And that's, that's what birthed Link, my business consulting agency. It's a little bit over a year old. Uh, I have a small amount of clients right now. It's, it's part-time for me. I have another uh, full-time job that I do as well. And But okay. I love the fact that I get to help companies get better in, and that they're I really concentrate on the people. Like, I'm sure that there's issues with processes, and we definitely address those, but my main concentration is on the people and helping people have a great experience when they come into work, that they look forward to going into the office every day. Because I think with as much time as people spend at work, you need to look forward to it. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we, we all don't have that benefit of our bosses coming to tell us to go start a business and that they're going to also be our clients. We're not as fortunate, you know, for, for uh, most of our bosses to do that, for those of you that's still working in. Yes. And that's a blessing <laughs> to, oh, to have that so much and, so. and to support oh, yeah. you in that manner. Yeah. You know, if I could, I would encourage people, if they're, if they have an idea and they're working there, you know, everybody calls it their side gig, right. go and talk to your boss and, and, and say, this is what I'm doing. And I'd love some collaboration. I'd love some partnership and, and even just begin to plant that seed and see what happens. Who knows what's going to happen? Um, no, I, I I guess it's a double-edged sword with that. Um, I hear what you're saying, but you also have to know where you're working and who you're working for because that, for some people, that could be an open door to straight, oh, okay, you're doing something else. You're not going to pay attention to what you're doing here, so you're fired. Yeah, I, you, you I have hear to, you. You have to know who you're working for, the company, the your supervisor, manager, owner, whoever it is that 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 you're um, you would report to, you know, that could be a double-edged sword. So we have to be real careful with that one. Yep, I yeah, I know that there's you know there's stories of youth pastors have went to their senior pastor and said just very similar to what you described. I'm looking, I want to expand, you know, I want to grow, and and right. they immediately get fired. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah, so you just have to be careful with that. But um, processes, I mean, that's one of my, one of the things that I do as well is is making sure that we're using the most efficient and effective ways when we're doing our daily tasks. Um, I call it that behind-the-scenes thing, um, the necessary evil, all of them things that we hate doing in order to run a business and, to make sure that we're being um, efficient with the processes that we're using and having so many different tools online and apps is what do you pick? How do I know what's right for me? Uh, Should I use what, you know, my counterpart is using? How do I know what online tool will work for me to make sure that I'm being efficient with the processes that I'm doing on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, that's a great question. um, Unfortunately, sometimes it's a matter of trial and error. Um, (laughs) And 
But the great thing about the internet today is there's enough information out there that if somebody's willing to put in the time to do the research, um, even starting with as basic as Yelp and Google reviews, right? Um, You know, I would certainly say that when you're looking into that kind of stuff, uh, the manufacturer, the creator of the app is always going to have the best reviews. <laughs> and, and those are important. It's not like they're, they're not fake, but it's also not the whole story. Um, and also make sure that if you're trying something new, make sure that they offer like a, a time where you're not having to pay for it, um, but that you get a free trial, which has saved me thousands of dollars of trying something, um, thinking that it was going to work for me, but realizing that it wasn't right for my size of business or for the industry I was in. Um, But fortunately, because I had like a seven-day or a one-month free trial, I was able to try that out with pretty much no risk. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then... And then just, like I said, doing the research um, of what other people's experience has been with that and trusting that, um, that, that people with boots on the ground, they're going to be the ones who are going to be um, honest and, and let you really know how they feel. So my husband and I, we went to see a movie last night. I won't what the movie was so we went to see a movie last night based on the reviews of Mm -hmm. what we initially saw like Rotten Tomatoes said it was 85 they were saying this you know was going to be a great movie that the actor was going to get an Oscar for this so we were super excited to go and see it and like 30 minutes into the movie there's people getting up and walking out it was that bad we stayed till the end we went all the way yeah all the way horrible. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you want to know what it is, you can text me later today and I'll ask you, but or I'll <laughs> tell you, but, um, but we were just like, did we not see the same movie? So we got back on Google and, and still there were so many people who said, Oh my gosh, this was a great movie. I put my two cents out there, you know, it was boring. I don't know what movie you guys watched, that kind of stuff. So, mm-hmm always understand that even though other people have one experience, you still have to allow for the, the recognition that your experience is going to be unique because you are unique. Right. Right. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So with, with, you know, I get what you're saying. And like I said, you know, your experience is unique. Um, and we have some people, you know, listening in, tuning in on Facebook Live right now. And, you know, just to, you know, put it out there, we get the unique statement quite a bit. So how can we come out of that uniqueness in the sense of, um, let's just do the top five. What are some of the top five things I can look at or what I should start looking at before I decide on what, works for me. Um, As far as what's going to work for you, the top five things you want to look at is what is the purpose of the app? What is the purpose of the software? And um, what what is the purpose? And if it doesn't align with what you need it to be, a um, hundred, well, not a hundred percent. That's probably not realistic, but at least eighty-five percent. Then that in itself, right there, is an automatic no. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing is, um, how user-friendly is it? Is it going to be something that's going to be easily adaptable? Is it something that I'm going to have to have a PhD in to understand? Um, right. Can, right. You know, I've seen those and I've, I've mm-hmm. had experiences like that. Um, 
So is it going to be easily adaptable and understandable? And, and can everybody within my organization learn it easily? Um, if, if there's something, whether it be a process, whether it be new software, um, some sort of a new system, if it is going to take people months to be able to incorporate it and, and embrace it, that's, a, that's a inefficient. And that is a waste of time. It's a waste of resources. Um, So what is its purpose? Is it easily adaptable? And um, how the third thing I would look at is how does it integrate with uh, what you're doing already? In other words, is it going to take you from what you're doing already and then be the right tool or the right process to get you to the next place. If it's not, if it's just going to help you maintain where you're at, then it's not, it's not the right thing. Um, Andy Stanley, he's a great leadership guy. And he says, what got you here is not the right thing to get you to where you want to go next. And so we have to, Recognize it's the same with um, our tools and our processes. We have to always be looking at, is this going to keep me where I'm at? And it may keep you super successful at where you're at, and you may be okay with that. Some people are really happy with, you know, maintaining that status quo and just kind of enjoying that, that time. Um, but if you want to get to the next place, is, is this going to be the thing that's going to get me to the next place? And really, right. I, those are the top three questions that I ask when looking at um, a new process, a new system, um, and integrating a new product into what we're doing. Okay. 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 And that makes sense, you know, it's, um, because of these three things does not make sense and is not easily uh, integrated into your current processes then we need to look at something else. Um, but if we back exactly. up a little bit, we also have to look at, does my current process make sense? I oh, may be able to so. I have to um, revamp some things, uh, come up with different solutions, or ask for help. I might need to start outsourcing. Um, so working with... Um, your current clients and going into those type of conversations, um, how would you go about that and what uh, advice would you offer? Well, the first thing that we want to do when I go in to work with a new client, and and again, my my approach is really taking a look at the company as a whole um, Mm -hmm. and looking at how we're going to make things best for people, for the people there. Um, and, but when we're looking at those processes, when we're looking at the systems and, and how they're running things, uh, the first thing that we do is we do an assessment and we, we look at what is working. You know, I think the ideas that companies have when they're maybe thinking about hiring a consultant is, oh, I only hire a consultant if I'm broken, which is not necessarily the case. There's always something good and there's always something right that is working. And so let's look at that. Let's, let's see what you guys are doing right. Let's see what about these processes are, are working well and um, are going to be able to move forward. You know, it's, it's the idea of not throwing the baby out with bathwater is that you don't just throw the whole thing out and scrap it. Let's look at what's right. Um, right. And then, we look, and then we look at what's not working and, um, and, and then figure out why. So I, I love to ask questions, and um, that's most of what I do, especially in the beginning, just getting to know the company, getting to know where they want to go, um, what they've been doing, what's their history, because the only way to really make a great plan is to have knowledge of what's been done, what's been tried, who's on the team, um, where do you really want to go? 
And so it's the same thing when you're talking about processes. What have you guys tried? Why did that work? Why didn't it work? Um, mm-hmm. What are the skills that we need to have to make this work? What and and then asking yourself, do we have the people on the in the organization that have those skills? So does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Awesome. Good. Yes. So everyone that's um, listening, if you have any more questions or you need uh, Jill to elaborate a little bit more, shoot me a question, ask the question, send me a comment. We want to be sure that you're getting what you need um, and that it's making sense. So as you're going through your processes, that you know what direction you're going. And this is not only for business owners, it's for anyone that's working their day-to-day processes and needs some assistance with um, doing those tasks. Absolutely. I'm going to ask my first question for the contest. Um, For those of you that watched the hustle video, remember, you need to respond on Twitter, hashtag keep it savvy. The first question is, what did the L stand for in hustle? What did the L stand for in hustle? Respond on Twitter, hashtag keep it static. Um, so let's move on, on to utilizing apps. So, you know, like I said earlier, there's so many apps out there now uh, for a variety of different things. Um, how do you go through the the chaos of everything that's out there and creating some type of uh, filter to say, you know, these are the things that I'm looking for. And once you drill down and you get it down to maybe your top 10 and then from there you adjust from your 10 to your five and um, decide on what you want to use. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, because we do live in a day and an age where there are so many possibilities. Um, everything is available, and and it seems like once you turn around, you know, somebody may have come up with an app, and, and then all of a sudden there's like 10 other apps that are doing the same thing. So how do you pick what's going to work right? And so as far as that filtering it down and figuring that out, of the apps that you need to use. Um, The great thing about social media is that we're very well networked. And so the first place that I would encourage somebody to go, and and you were right, I love that you mentioned the fact that this is not just advice for business owners or for for high-level executives, but this is for anybody at any station in an organization. So ask your people, ask, ask your friends, ask people who are in the same industry as you, um, what are you guys using? That's, that's how you learn things. Um, when I started with that company a couple of years ago that I was with, they use a sauna and it's a, it's really, it's a, um, glorified to-do list and the, they were onboarding me and he was saying, my boss was saying, so you're going to use a sauna. I'm like, dude, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I'm not a 20 year old just out of college. (laughs) I know how to manage my life. I know how to manage my to-do list. I'm pretty good at that. I was like, well, that's really well and good, but everybody's going to use it. Um, because that's what the people in his industry were using. And, and I turned, I, it became the fact that I absolutely loved it. I, I use the sauna now all the time. But all that to say that there are so many time management and project management tools out there that right. for some people, a sauna is going to work really well for, for me, but maybe not necessarily work really well for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so ask your network. Ask your people what what are you guys using? You know, hey, I've got this need. Shoot it. Put it out there on social media. Make a poll. What are you using to, to do this for you and your company? Um, and, and then the other filter, again, it, just, it involves research, um, taking a look at 
you know, what other people are using, what is, what are, you know, like if you're in the insurance industry, what are other insurance companies using? And with, with Google and with the internet, you can ask that question pretty straight and Uh get really good results of answers on that. So, um, So that's, you know, and, and then the thing is, is don't be afraid to try something and then say, this is not working for me. This is not the best tool for what we're looking for it to do. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and know that that's not a failure. Like if, if something doesn't work, that, that doesn't mean that you failed. And it doesn't even mean that that failed. It just means it's not the right match for, for you right. or for what you're doing. Well, I think with um, when I don't think failure. Well, I, I get what you're saying, but you know, for anyone that's thinking that failure shouldn't come into play at all when you're working with apps, because again, there's so many out there. There are so many that you can use, and I, I do it all the time. Every time something new come out or I hear about something, I will play around with apps. Apps are out there. We need to utilize them. We need to use our devices. Um, use your iPads, your tablets, your cell phones, and understand that it's okay to download two or three apps, play around with them to see what's, what's going to happen with them. And um, if it doesn't work, it's okay. You could try another app. So use your app. Understand what, what you're using it for and if it's really going to work for you. So, um I'm glad that you mentioned that because that is something that we just need to understand um, when we're using apps and online devices. But another thing, too, um, I don't think we mentioned is that when we're using the app, see what you can find that's online as well. Because when you're working with something online, when you're on your laptop, if you log into that exact same account, then you could still work with it on your app as well. So we don't want to forget that and just get so, we don't want to get centralized with just using an app and forget, okay, I sit on my laptop sometimes, but when I'm on my laptop, I have to do something different. That is not true. Um, There's ways that you can, there's a lot of online tools that have apps, so you can work efficient. That's the purpose of this whole thing is being efficient. Yes, absolutely. And that's a really great point of recognizing that any good app is right. going to be available across platforms. Yeah. 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 So even the converse, if you find something that you love on your laptop, and you're like, man, I wish I make sure that they also have that ability to be able to use it on your iPad or on your phone. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. We have to be able to do that. And that not only saves time, but cost. Yes. And when when I say decreased cost, it decreases cost in the way of we don't have to travel. uh, We don't have to waste time going to meetings. Uh, the phone calls that we have to sit on, you know, 30, 40 minutes to discuss uh, a process or a stage in a project. We could use uh, project management tools. There are CRM tools out there to use to uh, connect with your clients and to also be sure that they're getting the information they need. We have to understand the workflow, set those up correctly so you can constantly um, – uh, give your clients and customers what they need without having to be on the phone every day. Oh, let me set another reminder to call them at this time. We should not have to do that in today's world with technology and everything that's out there. Sure. Yeah, that's a good point of making sure that, you know, at the end of the day, tools are there to be available to make what you're doing easier and better so improving effectiveness and efficiency mm-hmm. and right. if they're not doing that then it's not the right tool yeah absolutely 
Um, yeah. If it's not going to be making your life, you know, and not that life is always easy, you know this, right. but right. Um, but when it comes to things that we, when it comes to apps and processes that we are yes. implementing to make things better, they're they're there to serve us, not not to be not for us to be at the mercy of this tool like oh i can only use it this way no it needs to be flexible oh, and adaptable so enough to where that. i can use yeah. it we don't want to be at the mercy of these tools i'm so glad that you yes. said that right yes yeah so. wow yep yeah we can lock ourselves in to um to one thing and say okay well i started using this i've uploaded 10 clients information I have two projects going in it if it's not working change it don't keep exactly keep doing it yet. you've already started using it um you've shared some information out of it it's okay switch to something else that works and making sure that it's efficient for what you are doing and again I want to reiterate this is not only for business owners or someone that's in a startup moms, dads that stay at home or have kids in all these extracurricular activities, um, if you're taking care of your parents or anything, you can still use these tools for the same thing because you have appointments, you have things that you have to take care of, you have lists that you need to do. So don't think, well, I don't have a business, I don't have clients, it's not going to work for me. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. And there's so many that's free too. So I don't want you to think, okay, well, I have to go spend this extra money that I may not have. There's a lot of tools out there that's free. And I tell everybody, I go back to uh, Evernote. Evernote is free, and it's real simple. You have checklists. You can take pictures. You can record. When you have, you know, say doctor's appointments with your parents or kids, you can record the conversation. But let them know, though. We don't want to get in the habit of recording and nobody's not knowing that they're being recorded. So, um, there's so many different things out there that we can do. Yeah. You know, my mother-in-law is, uh, well, I'm just going to say it. She's 86 years old. And okay. about two years ago, she, she came to us and she said that she wanted a computer. So we helped mm-hmm. her get a computer. And right. every, every week she went down to, she, so she got a Mac. She went down mm-hmm. to the Apple store and took classes every week. She can do things on her computer that I never even knew about, and I've been using Mac for 25 years. But, yeah. but she doesn't run a business. Right. She learned how to do these things to enhance her personal life, to make her life, to make her life better. And mm-hmm. um, so she'll, she'll download an app. She'll try things out. And if she doesn't work, if it doesn't work for her, if it doesn't make her life better, if it doesn't serve the purpose that she wants it to serve, then that's the beauty. You just delete the app and delete it and move on and find something else new that's working. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. And I know we kind of got stuck and hung up on processes here for a while, but I mean, that's a big one. I mean, we can talk, you know, probably forever about processes and the tools that's out there. But I want to get to the second half of uh, our interview, and that's, you know, we're changing these processes, and we've talked about the tools, the apps, all the different things that we can do to be efficient. Now, with changing them, how does it help without everyone checking out? Such a great question. (laughs) Yeah. You know, that is the biggest fear that I see in managers and in owners and in businesses is mm-hmm. that if they change something, everybody's going to jump off ship. And, and so we're going to talk about that to make sure that that doesn't happen. Um, so the, the first thing to do is, again, like I said earlier today, we want to look at what is working and what is not working. Mm-hmm. And so the first thing that I tell people is you need to get everybody involved in the conversation. Now, before 
I can hear it already. People are like, no way, I'm not going to involve everybody. It doesn't matter if your company's got four people or 4,000 people. There is a way to, to hear from everybody. And, um, and so that's a, a questionnaire that I put out to the team, to all the employees, and it's asking them, um, asking them four questions. And it's, what are our strengths? It's a SWOT analysis. What are our strengths? What are our weaknesses? Mm-hmm. What are our opportunities? And what are the threats? Yep. And when you, you put it out there, you send it out in an email, um, and you ask for everybody to give you that information. Um, that's going to give you an idea of what's working right to say, okay, this is how we're going to capitalize on this and move it forward and right. what's not working. I mean, and it also gives insight just into the team and where they're at and how they're feeling about the company and how they're feeling about the future and, and who you can count on to be on board moving forward with you and who's going to be resistant so that you can make plans for that. But then I also follow it up with two questions. And um, the first one is, if you were me, what is the first thing that you would change? And then the the second question is, if you were me, what is the one thing that you would absolutely not change? Okay. Okay. Um, and in asking those questions of everybody, most importantly, you give them an opportunity to have their voice be heard. They feel like I have been able to contribute to this conversation. I have had, I have voiced my concerns. I have voiced my applause. Uh, I got an opportunity to be heard. And, and that's what people want. They want to know that they get to have the opportunity to be contributing to um, to the direction of the company. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing that I do um, when getting ready to make a shift, to create a change, to move into right. a new process, introduce some new things. Is give people the opportunity to be able to have everybody speak. Um, the information that you get from that questionnaire, from that analysis, mm-hmm. it could be that all of a sudden the process that you thought that needed to be changed is actually working really well. You just didn't know it. Um, the other thing that you learn is where where people's fears and concerns are. So how you can then go to go back to the organization go back to the team and and address those and talk about and and then even show how the new process or the new system is going to address that issue does that make sense yes yes awesome it does it does um what about let's talk about people that get frustrated that they may not be you know not quite uh computer savvy um and they're testing not to be asking, they get frustrated with the process of figuring out the right app, figuring out what process to do, or just trying to set something up. What, how would you, yeah. or what, what solution would you have for those that gets frustrated? So any good leader should know who those people are going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, if you know your team, you know, you can already peg, you know, Mary Jane is going to be frustrated with this. She's going to struggle with it because I know, because I know who it's her. Right. Right. So in knowing who, who those people are, when, when you have those people, um, before you even introduce it, you want to sit down and think about what is it like to be them? You know, it, mm-hmm. activate that empathy as a leader. Um, okay. and put yourself in their shoes. And then, mm-hmm. so even in the introduction of the new stuff, you want to talk about and say, look, I know that some of you are going to struggle and I'm going to be here to support you. It's going to be okay. It's new. There's going to be some uncertainty. 
but I'm your safety net and you're going to be okay. And so then you get it going and they're still having a hard time with their app. Right. Um, find somebody who has, is doing it really well, who is not mm-hmm. struggling and partner them together and allow that person who is a few steps ahead to be able to be a mentor and to be um, a support to that person who's struggling. Okay. Okay. Hmm. I didn't think yet, like we said, be a mentor to that person. That takes it. That's a little twist to it, but it's a good twist. Um, because it, it, it doesn't stop with the training or um, the, uh, uh, the understanding of how to just simply use those uh, those tools. So uh, we don't want you to check out. We don't want you to um, to um, get frustrated, um, uh, frustrating yourself with those tools. Be open to asking for help. Be open to going back to that person, just being honest that I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not sure what this is, right. or uh, I'm not ready for this. Even even if it's to that point, I'm not ready. It's okay to let someone know that you're not ready for this change or you're not quite quite there. So they will respect that a lot more and be willing to work with you. Okay, let's take our time. Let's go through this process. Let's understand what we're doing. What tools should I use? What apps should I use? Uh, let's go back and do some research for you to see um, what I can find that may be uh, more useful Exactly. So we, have to, uh, we have to keep that in mind uh, when we're working with someone, um, trying to get them used to technology um, and everything. Um, real quick, I'm going to shoot out another question in regards to the contest. Uh, earlier, it was what did the L stand for in the video? Next is there is a really, really famous, or maybe I should say viral clip that's in the video as well. What is that viral clip? Again, be sure you're responding on Twitter using hashtag keep it savvy. What is that viral clip that's inserted in the video, and where is that clip? Um, And then also real quick, I wanted to give a, uh, I don't normally do shout-outs, but a shout-out to Susan Henderson, uh, I have on a Houston Strong t-shirt that uh, she made for me. Uh, she does t-shirts, so Houston, you're looking, you want to support her, and then also represent Houston Strong. Uh, contact her on social media. I tagged her in a comment, so you could just click on her name and get with her so you could get you a t-shirt. Houston Strong with the... Um, the uh, city in the background, it's a really cute shirt, and they're very comfortable, too. So she has really good turnaround for that. So check out Susan uh, Henderson uh, for your shirt and any other shirts that you may want to get uh, made. Um, so really quick, we, we're coming to the end of the show. Um, I want to get into the combination of processes, and the mentorship that you mentioned earlier. Um, and we're talking about going back, doing more research, seeing how I can help them. Um, I, much as I don't like it, I will say we have to back up sometimes and go back to a pen and paper. But we don't want nobody to get comfortable with the pen and paper. We want to transition you from that to your devices, because you could get a stylist if you just have to write and hold something. Uh, you could get a stylist. Um, I'm holding a pen with the stylus on the end of it. Um, there's a lot of ways you could go around that. So what would you um, have to say about that of backing up and just going all the way back to where they are and starting over? Um, 
there are definitely people who, and this is not even an age thing, who right. are are wired. You know, we're all wired differently. Um, mm-hmm. Like I'm super all about my computer. My, you know, I use my calendar, but my oldest daughter, she actually has a physical book and that's how she does it. So um, her calendar is a physical calendar that she writes stuff in with pencil, like totally old school. Oh, okay. And, (laughs) and (laughs) I know I'm like, okay, whatever. Uh, But so in the end, you have to, you have to use what works for you. But if you're in a company and they're saying you have to do this, and right. they're introducing new tools, it's okay to use things um, in parallel. So mm-hmm. if, you know, if like, you know, like they've introduced, um, they've introduced a sauna for you to manage your tasks, and yet you are so used to just writing out to-do lists on a sticky note, putting those all over your desk and knowing that that's how you kind of manage your time. Right. <laughs> then it's okay to do both. Just Mm -hmm. know that the idea is that you still want to be using the new tool because there's going to come a point um, that a leader, an owner, your manager is going to say, okay, no more sticky notes allowed. You have to be using this tool. And so it's okay. Going back to... Uh, what was working, seeing what, again, asking what is it about this that I like that works for me and how can I then find it in this new tool or in this new process? Mm -hmm. And that, that goes to the leader too. The leader should not be throwing everything out, scrapping everything and starting completely from fresh. It's a matter of taking where you're at today, what's working well, and then adapting it as you're moving forward. But there should be that level of familiarity. Yeah. So. um, Yeah. It's it's doing it in stages and just gradually getting them to that that point of change. I mean, it's it's hard for some of us to adapt to change or even accept change. So, it's, it's just one of those things that happen. Um, so the show has gone by really quick, you know. So we it are, did, yeah. We, we're we're to the end um, of the show, and I'm gonna thank everyone that came in on Facebook Live, that uh, Instagram, Twitter Live, everyone that's that's watching. Thank you so much. And, uh, Gia, before we go, uh, I want to thank you again for taking the time this morning to call in and to talk about processes and uh, working with others and helping them to get to uh, that point of being efficient. Yeah, so, my pleasure. Thank you. So much for doing that. Um, sorry, can you really- I started talking over you. <laughs> oh, sorry, it's okay, that's okay. Um, let everyone know how they can reach you, your website, your social media, um, and if they had any questions about the show, how can they uh, reach you? Yeah, I'm one of those people. I like to keep it super simple. I have all those channels. I have, but here's the thing. Everybody has their phone. Probably they're either listening on their phone or they have it right next to them. Pick up your phone, open up your text messaging app. And you're going to text the word LINK, L-I-N-K, to 31996. That's text the word LINK to 31996. That's going to automatically get you in touch with me. If you have a question um, that you need answered, if there's some way that I can help you even discover more about how you can help your team move forward or how it maybe you're on a team that's introducing some new stuff and you're struggling, you don't know, um, you don't know if you're going to be able to stay with it or if you're going to be okay, shoot me a text. I'd love to help you through that. Okay. That is keeping it super simple. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I I like that. 
Um, what are you on uh, Facebook? Are you still uh, J underscore? On Facebook, I'm Jill Valdez. Okay. Uh, yeah. Because I'm going to tag you as well in here so um, they can awesome. reach you as well. But, again, we're going to text the word LINK, L-I-N-K, to 31996 to get in touch with Jill, uh, to ask any further questions, or if you want to just, you know, work with her. Um, yes. Yeah. So feel free. I mean, she's been open during this, um, the conversation throughout the uh, podcast. And again, I want to thank everyone for joining in. Thank you, Jill, for taking the time to share with uh, our savvy listeners this morning. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for giving me the opportunity and uh, encouraging your listeners to to know that it's going to be okay. You know, it's new stuff. Um, before you know it, it's going to be like old hat, and you're going to be super comfortable with it, and it's it's all going to be okay. Right. It's all going to be okay. Um, so, again, I'm kind of jealous of your weather up there. I'm sitting here thinking about it, and my screensaver has mountains on it, and I'm like, uh. So, I'm kind of jealous of that weather right now. But um, thanks again, everyone. And um, we will have to bring Jill back to talk again and so we can continue these processes. Because, like I said before, is so many different things that we can do now, and we have to keep hitting on processes because if we keep hitting on that, everyone is going to start noticing the change of saving money, saving time, being efficient. And that, at the end of the day, that is the goal. That is the goal. Absolutely. So thanks again, and um, we'll see you on next Saturday, all my listeners. So talk to you later, Jill. Bye-bye. All right. Bye.